Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 37. Well, before we dive in today, I'd like to announce that the Radical Flow podcast is now a year old. And I'm pretty proud of this. A whole year of consistency in getting these episodes out has been a really good exercise for me. And I love that the topics just kind of surface and become relevant in the moment. And so everything feels really timely and really natural. And that's what I wanted for the Radical Flow podcast because, of course, we're talking about flow. And flow always deals with what's arising in the moment, getting really present in the moment, and then just letting things come. So I want to deeply take a moment to thank all of the regular listeners. It means the world to me that you're signed up and subscribing to the podcast. I love the notes and the feedback that you send me from the emails. Really deeply appreciate all the love that you've sent my way and all the shares where you have shared it with people that you know. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this wonderful experience. It, again, as I always like to say, it just means the world to me. So let's go ahead and dive into episode 37. Here we go. One spring day back in about 2003, I had just arrived home from work. I walked down the hallway to my husband's home office, stood in front of his desk, and began to unload all the frustrations of my day. Now, truthfully, this was becoming a pretty regular habit for me. At that time in my life, it seemed like everything in my life was filled with so much complexity and it was riddled with all kinds of issues. I was frustrated every single day, and I was quick to anger as well. In fact, when my feet hit the floor in the morning, my mood was typically already sour, already anticipating what would be waiting for me when I stepped into the day. It was becoming a pattern of being, and one that could not have been fun to live with. But on that spring day, it all changed standing in front of my husband's desk. It went like this. I began my rant. First he did this, and then they did that, and then this other person did that, and it was just awful. It felt so good to just unload. And that's when my husband did something so perfect. He gently pushed his chair back from the desk, looked at me lovingly, and said, you know, Ange, you're the common denominator in every one of your stories. I paused. First, I have to say, I was impressed by his bravery and slightly amused by the fact that he had to move his chair back first before he spoke. But more importantly, every single cell in my whole body came alive with activation. Tingles were rippling through me in every direction all at once. Ah, you know, those beloved truth bumps. He was right, hands down. He was right. I was the common denominator in every part of my life, and that meant that I also had the power to make things different. 
In one perfectly executed sentence, he had activated a monumental pivot in my whole being, in my whole focus. And he opened my memories, reminding me of a truth that I already knew, but had somehow lost touch with as I was sitting there savoring all my frustration for days and weeks on end. I smiled and then said, you're absolutely right. And then I pivoted on one foot and walked right back down the hallway. I wish in retrospect that I could have been a fly on the wall in his office as I departed. I'm sure he thought I was gonna kill him for those words. But in truth, it was one of the most loving things that man has ever done for me. I went from being stuck in projection and focusing only on problems directly into a quest to improve how I showed up in my common denominator role. One might even call that tough love. You know, the loving act of calling a person on their shit without being cruel or spiteful. And I believe it was actually Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, who said it best when she said, I've never seen any life transformation that didn't begin with the person finally getting tired of their own bullshit. Oh, that is so true. Now the trick, of course, is not only to see your bullshit, but it's to face it and deal with it. The trick is to get real. Get real is the first step in a protocol known as developing discipline. In this first step, one takes a good long look at what's really happening in their lives. What's working, what's not. In fact, they do a whole audit into every single aspect of their life. They ask themselves all kinds of questions. How's my body? How healthy do I feel? How agile and active am I? What's my appearance like? Do I like it? Do I like my body? Does my body like me? Do I have what I need in the world? Enough money, resources? Do I feel safe where I live, where I work? Do I feel strong and resourceful? Am I adaptable? How are my relationships? Are they mutually fulfilling? Do I have intimacy and connection? Do I trust? Am I trusted? Do I feel connected? Am I authentic in my relationships? Am I forgiving and tolerant? Is there pleasure and satisfaction in my connections? How do I like my community? Do I feel engaged in my world? Do I feel safe, accepted, appreciated, recognized? Do I contribute? Do I participate? How's my heart? Do I love easily? Am I compassionate? Am I forgiving? Can I relax, be open and curious? Do I allow myself my emotions no matter what they are? Can I listen to those emotions as they inform me of my state? How's my voice? Can I speak authentically, confidently, honestly? Do I truly hear when I listen? Am I present? Can I express my truth even when I'm scared? Can I face conflicts? Can I talk about my greatest desires? 
Do I love how I spend my days? How I work, create, and contribute? How's my mind? Is it calm, anxious, active, mellow? Does it function optimally? Is it focused, scattered, useful, or tiresome? How's my awareness? Do I feel connected to something bigger? Feel a trust in the universe? Believe that all things will work out for the best? Do I feel faith in the bigger part of myself? Aren't these fabulous questions? I just walked you through the whole chakra system from the root up, honing in on all the subject matter of every single area of our lives. Doing an audit like this and getting real about what our life is truly like is the first step to honing in on a life we truly want. Now, I don't know about you, but I often feel the need to sit back and just have a good look and a review of my life. Am I an improvement junkie? Absolutely. I love forward-moving progress, whether that be something I'm learning or experiencing or how I might be contributing. I always am looking for a better, a more enjoyable, a, a deeper, meaningful way to do everything. I'm a lifelong student and an aspiring master at the same time. I love knowledge and I absolutely adore experience. When I slide into my grave, I want to feel like I went for it, my best life and the best version of myself that I could. I want to feel like my existence mattered, even if only to one person even if only that I left a clean imprint. Now, like everybody, I'm a work in progress too. I love every stage of myself and every version of myself, even though I may not have at the time they existed. I thrive on improvement and I shine when I get to support and guide others with theirs. So how about you? How are you doing? I mean that seriously. How are you? It's been a disruptive few years. It's been everything from interesting to alarming. How are you feeling about your life? As I spouted those questions earlier, how did they sit with you? It seems that it's built right into our human blueprint to strive to grow and to further oneself. But when life gets heavy and circumstances become extra challenging, and our environment becomes fear-laden like we've experienced lately, we tend to retreat. We go within, inside. We try to cope with a body that's now continuously in stress. We do our best. And when it becomes chronic, we reach for whatever way we can find to alleviate the pressure. Maybe we distract ourselves or we avoid issues. Maybe we try to stuff it all down. Maybe we impair ourselves. We do whatever it takes to get through our day, do what we have to do, and then do it all again the next day. The one gift that these past few years has delivered to each of us is the disruption. So many people say to me how glad they were to stop all the things they were doing so that they could actually stop and look at what they were doing and decide what they wanted to keep 
and what they wanted to let go. People are examining life so much more intensely right now, being honest about what they don't want, starting to imagine what they do. Can you feel the upsurge of energy that's moving everybody forward and encouraging us to look for fresh, new, and exciting ways to live and to be? My good friend Jen, the one that was on last week's podcast, well, she and I are super stoked about this energy, not just for ourselves, but for all of humanity. We know that the timing is so perfect for massive positive improvement in how people are meeting their lives and themselves. She and I have lots of tools and protocols to guide and support people through processes of intelligent positive improvement. We're calling out a challenge to people, to everyone feeling the same urge to betterment. We'd love for them to join us in our upcoming 12-week immersion called Developing Discipline. Now, as you know, we've been talking about this for a few weeks. I'm really excited. I'm excited not only to be able to be in service in this way, I'm excited personally because I've got a few things that I would really like to develop discipline for. Some things I want to shift. Improvement junkie, I'm telling you, I know there's a lot of us. In this 12-week immersion, we're going to do the really deep prep work that's needed to get crystal clear and well-prepared to embark on better habits, to employ discipline in the most prepared way as it's truly meant to be. Now, I know discipline often, most often, makes people squirm with ideas of being punished or enduring like agonizing discomfort. But that's not the kind of discipline we're talking about. What we mean is discipline being the bridge between struggling in what you don't want and flowing in what you do. The gap between something hard and something becoming natural is bridged by discipline. It's logical, and when one is well prepared, discipline is pleasurable. Like really, I'm not even lying. Truthfully, <laughs> discipline can feel really good. And the one thing that I'm, uh, um, another thing I'm most excited about, about this developing discipline immersion, is that when you develop discipline in one habit, systematically in this way, through the five main steps of how you get yourself ready to start embarking on your change, well, once you learn that once and you execute it, and execute it in an immersion with a whole bunch of other people who are doing the same kind of thing with their specific want in their life, what they're trying to create or change. When you do it like that and you have success, well, you don't just develop the discipline in one habit, you develop the habit of discipline. Now, if you're like me, it's pretty easy to look into one's life and say, well, if I had discipline in certain areas, I'd be advancing in progress in so many other ways and in so many other areas that I'm not currently. Can you imagine if you just made like a 30% improvement in what you could 
actually accomplish or how you could harness and focus your mind or how you could you know get done the things you want to get done or make changes in the things you want to change can you imagine even a five percent improvement in that what that could do to your life what it could do to your relationships to your health to your business to the way you serve your clients or show up in your work in the way that you eat and how healthy your body is, in how you learn. I mean, it's endless where we can apply discipline and really make it pay for ourselves. I, I again, I can't tell you how excited I am to embark in this 12 weeks. If you'd like to join us, We'd love to have you. It's gonna be a group of improvement junkies, developing our skills, setting ourselves up for perpetual improvement. And if that's calling to you, go to www.developingdiscipline.ca and get yourself signed up. We're gonna start September 10th and go for 12 weeks. And it's all online, so you can join from anywhere in the world. You can attend the meetups live or by recording, and you can access the five-step process in any way at any time, day or night. So developingdiscipline.ca. We'd love to meet you and share in our mutual love of radical positive improvement. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the Radical Flow podcast. It always means the world to me. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with three of your friends and help us start a wave of radical flow everywhere. And until next time, we'll see you in the flow.